Hey, John. How are you this week? Hi, Elliot. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. A little saddened by what's going on uh, just south of me in Kenosha, Wisconsin. But, yeah, uh, sure. Right. But uh, otherwise, I'm good. So um, last week, we, we chatted briefly about uh, some things of interest to the AML community in the Democratic uh, uh, Convention platform. And we said we would uh, talk about what... Uh, what was in the Republican platform. So John, what did you see in the Republican platform? Yeah. So look, we said last week that platform policies uh, tend to come and go. So we get that, but I think it's relevant to show sort of directionally where policymakers uh, sit and what they think. Uh, The Republicans decided first time ever, no new platform, simply saying they support the current administration. It's unprecedented on so many levels. I don't even think it's worth going back and looking at the 2016 platform because I don't think that's still in play. So in terms of sanctions and national security, uh, you know, things are sort of up in the air. But it was uh, very dramatic in the fact that it was done um, without any changes, frankly, without any reference. Yeah. So another thing I saw this week, um, Transparency International, the the EU uh, component of that, uh, made a pretty strong statement uh, for stronger anti-money laundering rules as a result of uh, the the COVID-19 crisis and some recent scandals related to money laundering. First, uh, let me just tell our listeners, uh, Transparency International is an organization, a nonprofit that's uh, uh, focused on uh, creating more transparency in government and, uh, and in, uh, in transactionally uh, to create a world free from corruption. So that's their focus. So what did you see in, the, uh, in their call uh, this week? Yeah, so it was, it was the um, international organization in 14 of their chapters, and they as you say, uh, called on the commission to strengthen the fight against money laundering during the crisis, pointing to things like the Cyprus Papers, Wired Card, and the Dansk Bank scandals. And, you know, they, they think that there's a potential that regulators will be uh, a lighter touch during this particular time, and they're urging against that. I understand the point, but I also think it's got to be relevant to reference that with people working remotely and all of that, to be r- rational and reasonable in the oversight, not to allow uh, investigations not to proceed and that sort of thing. But I think I understand their point. They're an advocacy, advocacy organization. They uh, obviously are tunnel focused on corruption and as they should be. And I think they do a great job. But the bottom line is, from at least from my perspective, um, it's not that simple to say, uh, you know, uh, don't, don't defer to regulations if you think it's going to impact the economy. I think uh, we get all that, but I think they have to be rational. But as long as they're spotlighting the issues, I think that's a positive. Yeah, uh, I agree. Um, I thought it was also interesting that um, just as part of their general conversation, they pointed out that the um, uh, that only 11 of the EU member states, and there are currently 27 uh, post-Brexit, have uh, fully adopted the fifth EU uh, anti-money laundering directive, even though the uh, deadline for uh, 
uh, full implementation at the national, at the, you know, at the individual country level was uh, the beginning of January of this year. So um, it felt like this was another opportunity for them to point out that even what you have in place, you're not necessarily uh, really pushing through the way you say you're going to. I agree. Yeah. So uh, anything else that you saw this week? Yeah, one other thing. It actually was late last week, but relevant um, in terms of, of statements. It was another joint statement, and I understand from some of my sources that there may be I won't say one a week, but there's going to be a number of these going forward. But a joint statement from all the banking agencies in FinCEN on uh, dealing with politically exposed persons. And the thing, PEPs, and the thing that struck me, and you should read it, it's dated August 21st. So go, go through the statement. But one of the things that jumped out at me is that the agencies do not interpret the term politically exposed persons to include U.S. public officials. Okay, um, I get that as a technical read of the law and the regs. But I would say this, really, folks, you don't think there's corruption uh, domestically. I think that's problematic. And we'll see some probably debate on this going forward. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if reform moves, whether or not that joint statement would cause any kind of amendment uh, to pick that up in any reform uh, package. I agree. Yep. So, hey, have a great week, man. Stay safe. uh, And uh, we'll come back again next week. All right. You too. Stay safe.